The Lord be with you. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. So the Israelites, in our first reading, have just left Egypt. God used the plagues to release them from slavery to, to Pharaoh, and God parted the Red Sea to save them from destruction. And now they're beginning their journey in the desert. So they're thirsty. They're in the desert. And they've gone three days without water. So understandably, they begin to complain. The temptation when we read about the Israelites complaining is to criticize them for their lack of faith. After all, we know the story. We know that God will bring them through the desert. But they don't know that. They just know that they have escaped Egypt but now they're dying of thirst. God is testing and purifying his people. He has brought his people out of Egypt, but now he needs to take Egypt out of his people. He's brought his people out of Egypt, but he needs to take Egypt out of his people. Even though God has won their freedom by sending plagues on Egypt, by the Passover, and by the parting of the Red Sea, they still long for the comforts that they had in Egypt. They still believe the gods of Egypt can provide for them better than the one true God. Therefore, they must begin their time of purification in the desert. They must recognize their thirst and hunger for the true God, and that only He can truly provide for them. It begins here at Meribah and Massa. By quenching their bodily thirst, God is also telling them that they can trust Him. He will provide for their needs both bodily and spiritual. Our society has gotten thirsty, and most people have turned back to the gods of Egypt, to comfort and satisfaction. We have turned to the gods of the world, to money, entertainment, pleasure, and power. We have rejected the gifts that God has given us. I'll give uh, two big examples, the hospitals and the universities. Both hospitals and universities came into the world through the Catholic Church. They are gifts from God, and they have produced innumerable benefits for us. However, when abortion and euthanasia and other anti-life practices were legalized and become, became normalized in our societies, hospitals became places that served another God. They served pleasure. They served short-sightedness and power and money. Why else do abortion and euthanasia exist except that we are relying on ourselves and we're trying to control life? Universities were created as places of higher learning to cultivate wisdom and knowledge. Now most universities indoctrinate their students with ideologies that are contrary to faith, contrary to God, contrary to religion even. They are serving the gods of Egypt. So am I saying that hospitals and universities do no more good? Obviously not. Obviously hospitals and universities still do good. But they have gone astray in fundamental ways and with disastrous consequences. They are leading people back to Egypt. So we're dying of thirst and we're drinking pop and alcohol to try and quench it. It makes us feel better for a while, but it's killing us just the same. We need real water. We need the spring of living water that Jesus promises the Samaritan woman. So what does it mean for us here? What does it mean for us who are 
going to Sunday Mass. We can still trust God. So God's most visible source of grace for us is being withdrawn. No Sunday Mass for however long, I don't know, could be a few weeks, could be, could be longer, I don't know. How long is this most visible sign of God's grace going to be withdrawn from us? I don't know. It's going to make us thirsty. He wants us to feel thirst so that we dig our well deeper. Many people who come to Sunday Mass, it can be just that. It can just be, well, this is my one hour I'm going to give to God each week. And that's the beginning, of course. It's fundamental that we go to Sunday Mass, unless we're dispensed from it for, for good reasons. Um, but we need to go deeper. Our relationship with God can't just be Sunday Mass. So we're still going to have weekday Masses. We're still going to have confession available. Are we preparing our souls properly to receive God in the Eucharist? Are we preparing our souls properly for death? How much time do we spend in meditation and personal prayer? Do we pray the rosary? Do we make spiritual communion? Are we longing for that deeper relationship with the Lord to receive the true living water? That's what this means for us. As the grace of Sunday Mass is withdrawn, the Lord is calling us deeper. He's calling us to dig our wells deeper and to receive his profound grace, the living water, um, through other ways, through confession, through weekday Mass, through, through our personal prayer. And so we have to be like this woman at the well. says, the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. We're going to get thirsty. The world is going to get thirsty. And it's either going to turn more to the gods of Egypt, trying to find satisfaction, or we can turn more deeply to the one true God. And if we remain faithful, if we continue to trust in him, he's going to reveal himself to us in even more profound ways. That's what he did for the, Egypt, for the Israelites when they left Egypt. They got thirsty. They complained, but then he gave them water from the rock. He gave them bread from heaven. He carried them through the desert, and he will carry us through the desert as well. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.